Hello, friends. Uh, welcome back to PR Wars, the podcast of PR it's, uh, Studios. Season special, back to school episode, talking about ultra challenges in sea. I will interview Coach Melina, who participated uh, Ultra Ocean Man uh, in Kalamata, uh, a 30 kilometer swim from uh, one side to the other side. And will tell us uh, how the mental balance, lifestyle, family, training, and work. Listen up for some uh, good advice on the ultra challenges. This is PR Wars. I'm Coach TC, and I'll be your host. Hello, Melina. Welcome to the show. Hello. This day is, is actually your show. Okay. <laughs> we, we know that you just finished uh, one of the toughest challenges in, uh, in sport, especially in your uh, in your element and eh, the sea. Mm-hmm. So yes, how many yeah. how many kilometers have you swam this year to begin with? Have you locked it? Um, have you are you aware? I have, admit, <laughs> I have to admit I um I haven't actually checked what the number is, but since uh I guess since April, which is when I started to focus on swimming, um I've been averaging about 30 kilometers a week of swimming, which in reality, um if you think about it, it's not much in terms of swimmers. Uh, swimmers level uh, triathletes level yeah probably is um, definitely probably sitting somewhere in the region of maybe what six seven hundred or something like that so far this year <laughs> okay that's a pretty yeah. good amount yeah. especially because you haven't only <laughs> been swimming you have been doing a bunch of yeah. other workouts and mm. races and yeah. competitions and podiums right yeah. um yeah tell us what happened the third of september God, it's a long story. Long story <laughs> short. No, but the, the, what what was the event that that went on? Um, so it was um, it was an Ocean Man event, um, and it was their ultra, the ultra version. So most people may know Ocean Man. Their remit is to try and bring um, open water swimming and endurance open water swimming to the greater to the greater public. Um, usually most of the races involve five and 10 K events, but this one was the ultra version, which is a 30 K swim, a point, a point to point swim, uh, in Greece, um, from a little town called back into Galamada on the Peloponnese. So it's a, yeah, beautiful, um, I guess, beautiful scenery, beautiful sea. It was, yeah, it it, it was, it was stunning. Uh, There's no arguments there. I mean, the distance is very similar to, um, to the English channel. Um, But I have to admit that I don't really, at least at the moment, there's no desire to swim the English channel. It's cold. (laughs) Um, Greece was much nicer. It was much nicer. Yeah. yeah, much, much nicer and a lot more enjoyable up to a point anyway. So, if yeah. I if I can ask, I mean, this this uh, obviously you went through a process to decide to do this one, okay? Because you were thinking about, yeah. you know, in our chats, we were been saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this, you know, looking also at UAE yeah. and you were like, yep, definitely I'm going to do this. And then slowly, slowly, you, you, you know, you came out this with came the, out. with this date and everything, but you've been, you've been swimming other, other long distances, right? Still in the ocean. Um, and, uh... Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, so this, this year has been a little bit of a, 
uh, kind of like a comeback year after uh, suffering with long COVID for a while. Um, once I was given the all clear to train as normal, I wanted to see how, I don't know, quickly is the right word, but um, if I could get back to where I used to be before COVID. Um, so initially I focused on 70.3s. Then Ocean Man announced that they were coming to Dubai. Um, so I, I couldn't resist doing the 10K swim there. Um, but in the back of my mind this last year, I wanted to see if I could do another challenge. Usually, last few years, that involved a full Ironman. Um, but in all honesty, I think this year I didn't quite feel ready in terms of the bike and the run to take that on. And swimming, as you know, is a little bit more of my comfort zone. Um, and it's it's something that I've always wanted to do, a long-distance swim. So um, there were a couple of guys here in Dubai that I that I know that did it last year. And I remember following their swim last year, um, thinking this will actually be a really cool event. Um, and then, yeah, after Dubai 70.3, I just I took the plunge and I signed up. So I registered, paid the money, and it was like, right, we're going. This is what we're doing. Okay, so so it's kind of a, a baby toss, you know. It's not. It was not. I mean, like you had it in mind to do something like this, uh, but yeah. uh, you know, deciding in uh, in March from March. Uh, from the summer, it's uh, is it a it's short, relatively uh, short um, preparation? Uh, like listen it is. Um, it is. I think. Um, yeah, I'd probably say it is, but. The reality is when I made the decision in March, I was already back in terms of my fitness. So I was 70.3 fit. Um, I just finished in in the space of what, 15 days, I did two 70.3s, a sprint triathlon and a 10K open water swim. So I was confident that- And the sprint triathlon was the afternoon the of, the, <laughs> of the, the same morning. day of the- Yeah, the morning, yeah it was. Yeah. Of the, yeah, yeah, it was, sorry. The, the Ocean Man was in the morning, the 10K, and then the sprint was in the afternoon. So after that, I was kind of confident that, um, okay, my body's ready to take something a bit bigger on. Like I said, I didn't, I still didn't feel ready for- um, for a full Ironman in terms of where I was with the run. So I thought, why not give this a go? Swimming is where I'm strongest, is where I'm happiest, <laughs> although probably wasn't always happy on the 3rd of September. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it seemed like a natural progression and I thought I may as well give it, may as well give it a go now. So I took the plunge and you know, Greece is an attractive place to go to. So yes, like, of course. Let's do that, yeah. <laughs> And then a couple of weeks before you were already doing another uh, pretty cool swim. I think we talked already yes. about this last year when you last did it. Year. But but you yeah. you know you had a sip of open water because you know being <laughs> in Dubai you don't get that many open water swims in, no. uh, in summer, so it's all pool preparation. No. But you did the boss for us again, is. yeah. Yeah, um, I think that was in hindsight, and I guess we'll probably talk about it a little bit later. In hindsight. Um, the lack of open water swims in the lead up to Ocean Man um, probably didn't help. Uh, but the reality is the race is a September race. I live in Dubai and we can't swim in the sea. I think my last swim in the sea here was May, early May. Um, Very short ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, the water's just the water's just too hot. Um, but yeah, no, two weeks before Ocean Man, I had the Bosporus swim. It's a completely different swim. It's yeah, only yeah. six and a half. It's only six and a half k, in comparison to the um, the thirty k, of course. Um, and it's with the current, 
Um, although this year it was much choppier, but it was interesting to see that last year when I did it, I hadn't done it with a lot of training on me. This year I wanted to see what I could do with some training. Um, I missed the podium um, <laughs> by a small margin, um, but no, that it's a really cool experience to start on one side of, to start on one continent and finish to swim on another continent. You, you can't really... Um, PR Performance Studios, uh, Junior's Triathlon Academy provides families with a one-stop shop triathlon destination. Our junior athletes will have the luxury to perform all their swim, bike, run sessions all under one roof, the well-fit venue. Meet head coach Melina, who has finished multiple full distance and 70.3s and qualified for world championship. If you have any questions, send us an email, link in bio. Um, yeah, I want to go a little bit deep on the on the ocean, man, because you said, OK, okay. it's something I wanted to do. Yeah, OK, that I want to do. I want to go on, on Everest, but, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it or if I'm going to do it, if you're going to have time and money and everything. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, what, what, what is the motivation? I mean, like how you find this motivation? Because this challenge, obviously, is a, is a lifetime challenge because you have been preparing and swimming for your entire life. You know, it's, it's something yeah. that. Uh, when the athletes on our group, uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. Yeah, I know. But Melina, she has been training in the water for the last uh, years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Life yeah. years. So yeah. at a certain point you say, okay, that's what I want to do because you are fast. You're a fast swimmer. So when you go, mm. you know, in the local races or Ironman races, you get out of the water. You're always in the first guy, yeah. the first girls. So uh, yeah. now you're like, okay, I'm going to, take it to a different level. What, what is your yeah. motivation? Was it, was it something that you want to share about it? Um, honestly, it's not, um, probably it's not quite deep as that. It was just, it's just to push the limit on the swim. Um, like, like you said, I am one of the better swimmers as far as triathlon is concerned. I usually come out in the first group. Um, there's lots of bikes still in transition when I start my bike. Um, there's usually equally just as many bikes when I come back because people overtake me on the bike. Um, but I just, I just wanted to see what what I can do. Um, it was completely different. I've done, I've done four full Ironmans before. Um, some, some easier, some harder ones. Um, this just seemed something completely, completely different. And as I like I said, follow, following the two the two friends of mine that did it last year probably had the biggest impact because these were people that I was swimming this in the pool with that we would do some of the sessions with, and I'd be like, well, I can keep up with them. Um, they're ordinary people, um, you know. Um, so it was like, okay, actually, this isn't quite as far out of reach as perhaps I would have thought. Um, so I thought, yeah, if they can do it, I spoke to them a few times and I remember, I do remember when I eventually, I bit the bullet and I registered and I, I took a screenshot of the registration and I sent it to them and said, this is what I've just done. Um, and literally the, the response I got was, welcome to hell. Oh, really? <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe we need to have a chat. Mm. Um, and um, I understand what that meant now. <laughs> 
Um, and in all honesty, um, having done full Ironman and having done this now, <laughs> I think I'd rather do a full Ironman again. Really? Really? Rather than do a full swim. Okay. Not to take anything away from a full Ironman. It's got the run, which we know I don't enjoy particularly, but um, the mental aspect of being in the water mm. for that long, not having the distraction that you would have on the bike or on the run in a triathlon um, was pretty hard going at times. I'm reading a lot of uh, Stoics lately, you know, the Stoics say mm. you can only do things you are in control. Uh, yeah. And and what they say, they say the only things actually that you're in control is your mind because also the body you are partially in control, yeah. you know? So yeah. during the whole process and during the, 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 the challenge itself, did you ever feel not in control and, uh, and to fight it back because you ended up finishing the, 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 the <laughs> challenge. So, you know, at, at yeah. a certain point you, you, you got um, in charge. Yeah. Uh, during, during training, um, I think there were times this, I, I think, I've also gone this year, I've also gone self-coached. It's probably the, for the first year I've coached myself. Um, so I spent a lot of time initially talking to people who have done long swims to get advice in terms of how they approach the training and that kind of stuff. Um, but there were, there were times I didn't quite feel in control because be before I did this, before I signed up, I should say that in the last couple of years, I've been suffering with bursitis in both in both shoulders. Um, so before signing up with this, I did actually speak to my doctor and I said, what do you think? Do you think the shoulders can take the, the stress of it all? Um, so we kind of had a scan and an ultrasound and we repeated that a few times throughout the training process. And we found that okay, the shoulders weren't getting any better, <laughs> um, but I wasn't making them worse. So my body was able to take the load, but towards the last, I'd say the last five weeks, the shoulders were starting to show, um, they were starting, starting to show weakness and the, the tendons were hurting. So I had to switch up my thing. And instead of doing long swims, so doing eight, 10 K swims in the pool, um i would do two or three swims in a day uh, i do 2k in the morning maybe 3k at lunchtime and then another 2k in the evening to allow my shoulders time to recover but still get the mileage in um and i'd probably say that was in some ways that was a lot harder than doing the longer stuff because if you've already been in the pool twice in one day, the last thing you want to do is do the same thing again at seven o'clock. <laughs> um, I imagine the um, lifeguard that was seeing you for three times. Yeah, I was like, uh, what's going on here? There's that. Well, yeah. he was just lucky, obviously, because he was. <laughs> um, but um, and it was also in comparison to example for I've trained for a full Ironman in the Dubai summer. So in terms of juggling the kids not being at school and the kids being at home and my training, I found that the Ironman was easier because I can go out and ride my bike at two o'clock in the morning and I can come home and the kids wake up and we spend the day with them. Um, obviously that's not quite the same when you need pool access. So um, I was finding that pretty difficult. And I do remember like my kids in the last few weeks, 
they probably said, mommy, you know, you're not here when we wake up and you're not here when we go to sleep <laughs> and you go away at lunchtime. You're just like, I'm kind of here in the middle kids. We're still doing stuff. Um, so there was, there was an impact. There was an impact there. And um, as you know yourself with, with Ironman races or any endurance event, nutrition is key. You can do all the training that you want. If you, if you don't get your nutrition right, your race can be completely destroyed on the day. And the reality is with me only in the last five, six weeks, only be, being able to train maximum of 3K in any one go meant I didn't actually get much of a chance to practice the nutrition over long bits, which as we'll probably talk about okay, later. This is, this is, this is part of the time. challenge uh, itself, yeah. but you answered already yeah. a question that I wanted to ask regarding, you know, how you balance and stuff and the take on that is like, okay, first of all, you know, you had the challenge with the, with the body huh? because you yeah. were exposed to ultra training, which is not, not even Ironman training. Okay. No. And then, and then you were exposing your family to, uh, this kind of, uh, mommy. you know, mommy just yeah. going in and out of the house you know, and, uh, to suffer and for pain <laughs> and then coming back home and tired. But it, did they understand? Yeah. Did they get the message? I mean, like, were you able, because this is, this is something that is, I think it's crucial when you train for ultra or you're training for a long distance to have the family on board and they, you know, make yeah. them understand that you need that, the kind of training. Otherwise you go and you show up and then you come back without the medal you can't do it. <laughs> or, yeah. or you finish the Ironman um, with the light on your forehead, you know, that, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, the kids, the kids have generally been, the kids have generally been good. Um, it's not the first time I've done something like this. So they're kind of used to me doing that. And obviously with me being a triathlon coach, they're used to me working random hours. Um, I think what was a little bit more difficult um, all round is that it just happened to be summer. So the kids were home. Um, whereas, you know, normally if it's normal school days, I'd, I'd cram it in when they're at school. So then I'm around when they're not, uh, when they're at home. So that, that was tricky. So trying to entertain the kids as well over the summer, it would be, I'd, I'd be at the pool as soon as they opened at half five or six, um, then come home, do breakfast, try and do something with them during the day. And then it'd be like, right, it's too hot to do anything in the middle of the day. And you guys swim. are a bit tired. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, you guys stay home. <laughs> Um, and it, and it also meant because I had to leave them home at times by themselves, not that not, you know, they're old enough now that I can do that. It did also mean that I couldn't go to the 50 meter pool because that's a drive away. I would have to stay within the community. So if they needed me, I was close by. So again, my training was being adjusted and I had to swim in a 25 meter pool when I'm facing a 30 K swim. It's not ideal. Um, but it's so it was the only way to balance family life. I knew if they needed something, they could come and get me. They had the number to the gym because it's literally like a minute away from the house. Um, so yeah, it was the only way to the only way to balance it. A, a little bit uh, technical on this because you said you know twenty five meters is not the best option you have to no. swim. Why, why is that? I mean, like as I said in the, in our group of the team, everybody was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Okay, you're telling us the challenges of the challenge, and this this is a technical one. Why 25 meter is not good enough, or at least is not uh, um, ideal? Yeah. 
there's the it's the constant tumble turning um that you Which have to do in so the sea not, you cannot you cannot do no, there's, there's no there's no tumble turns in the sea there's no push off the wall um and there's no disruption to your stroke in terms of yeah okay. I, say, i say probably disruption is the wrong word there's there's no break in this there's no break in the stroke you need to um, keep so going you have to swim continuously yeah so swimming in a 50 meter pool was a better option and whenever i could i would either go to hamdan or go to like republic and, and do it then but like i said in terms of managing it with the kids i had to do a lot of swims in the 25 meter pool which um, wasn't ideal but i kind of took the view is swimming is swimming so i'm just gonna swim and um yeah and kind of get there okay we come back in uh, in a few seconds Hello friends, uh, you can listen to BR Wars on different uh, platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple, Anchor and Google. Find the link in bio. So what uh, what was that day? What was the, the 3rd of September? Everybody was, wants to listen the timeline and we've seen some of your posts, but obviously we want to hear yeah. it from your voice. Uh, what time did you wake up and what breakfast you had and when you went, went yeah. in the water? You remember everything, um, come on. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, so uh, I think we set the alarm for three o'clock in the morning. We had to be, we had to be down by the finish line at 5 a.m. for the boats to leave. Um, so we set at about three o'clock. I think I was awake at... 2.15 anyway. <laughs> um, it, nobody really sleeps. Did you have whoop to say day. that you were rested or not? No. <laughs> you didn't. No. I just, you know. I avoided that. I avoided that. I didn't, like, I didn't really sleep much the night before, if I'm honest, but I was just on the bed laying down. Um, our hotel was literally opposite the finish line, so I kind of got up, and my first instinct was to just go out on the balcony and check what was what the weather was like um we were told the forecast was that it would be like glass <laughs> and it would be calm and we saw the, the pictures time. and videos <laughs> yeah so it was going to be like um so that was going to be like the first five hours would be about that and then the wind would pick up in the afternoon but it would it would be behind us anyway so i get up i make um i made some coffee or whatever and stood on the balcony and the finish line was at the um, like the local sailing club. So there was a flag up and not all I just, oh, I couldn't stop looking at the flag. The flag was not, the flag was just straight. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, it's windy. Um, and then I could see the chop. Anyway, we I had my breakfast, which was um, uh, peanut butter and jam sandwiches. Um, and the obligatory visits to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then once we we loaded everything up in the bags that we needed because we had to take everything like um, in cool boxes and the water and everything that was going to get prepared. Um, so we wandered down about, uh, I think just before five o'clock, the hotel was great. They'd filled up the cool boxes with ice for us. Um, so we could keep everything cold. It was a, it was a warm day. Yeah. It was a warm day. Yeah, not, the, not, water, yeah. Um, the water was 25 degrees. Um, so perfect for the kind of swim, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we get there. I finally get to meet the other athletes. Um, 
So I met one, <laughs> which was a 17-year-old girl. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Um, and she, the 30K swim was one of her shorter swims. Uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a we had a bit of a chat, and I was just I was just thinking like she'd swam around the Hawaii Islands and like Japan Islands and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sat there thinking, oh my god, what was I doing when I was 17? Um, but it was really interesting. To That's part of another podcast, there. I think. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we all got in. We all got in the boats. We loaded up the boats with all our stuff, and um, and 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 then the boat starts to leave, to go across the bay to Coroni, um, and I think mentally I wasn't ready for that because we were sat in the back of the boat. It's still pretty dark and. And you're moving away from the finish line. And then the finish line's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then I remember talking to the captain going, are we nearly there yet? And he's and he looks at me and he goes, It's 30 kilometers. We're, we're, about, we're about halfway. <laughs> we're only about halfway. And you're like, oh my God, now what? And then as the light started to come up from behind the mountains, um, I could see the sea wasn't calm. And I remember talking to this other girl going, um, you know, like, it, it doesn't look calm. She's like, no, it's probably just the waves from the boat. And I'm like, no, 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 no. beyond. <laughs> it's not, it's not calm. Anyway, it was daylight by the time we got to Goroni. Um, it was a very quick lottery to decide which athlete gets which, gets which boat. Um, then my support crew had to load up the boat with all our stuff. Um, and then we were told, right, jump in. <laughs> um, Enjoy. So yeah, so literally just after seven o'clock. Um, sorry, after after six. Yeah, anyway, we, ju we jumped in. Um, the water conditions were perfect. Uh, sorry, the water temperature, let me rephrase that. The water temperature was great. It was clear, like just crystal clear uh, water. Um but it was it was choppy from the start um and it, yeah. it, it just it just made it yeah the, it wasn't what we were expecting um it wasn't what the forecast was it wasn't what the day before looked like um but we we just started swimming so we we the swimmers came out of the harbor first and then gradually every boat went to the swimmer they were supporting so pretty quickly i had the boat next to me um and the agreement was i wanted the boat to be next to me so i could see them on every breath i didn't want to have to sight to see where the boat was um because so you're not you're not effectively you're not sighting the the finish line i mean no, like 30 you kilometers can't, you for, can't see it there is no line in sight yeah. so no no you can't you can't see the finish line you don't you can't see any like you lose sight of shore um, but there's also, I, I, I'm a good swimmer. I'm happy in the sea, but I am also, I respect the sea and the open water. So, and I knew as I get, as, as I got tired, if I couldn't see the boat, even if I knew, oh, it's behind me or it's in front of me, I, I know myself well enough to know that if I can't see it at some point, the panic's going to set in that, oh my God, I'm in open water and there's no one near me. Mm -hmm. So I had I had already discussed this with my support that I knew this would come. Um, 
so I wanted them next to me the whole the whole time and they were navigating for us so I didn't have to sure. I didn't have to think okay what where am I yeah, going yeah, yeah. I just sense. I just had to, yeah I just just had to stay next to them um so yeah how long, just, how long, just, how long did it, how, long, how long did it take to get to the finish line and finally feel hmm, your feel my, your feel your shoulders well it's it wasn't, your knees. Say, <laughs> it wasn't quite as um it wasn't quite as simple as i expected it to be in the sense that um it, it wasn't a direct thing and i'll explain what i mean so it, my overall finishes time um in terms of swimming time was 11 hours and about 15 minutes i think my actual finishing time is probably 11 closer to 11.30. And the the reason for that was, um, so we were told at the briefing um, that obviously the Coast Guard had the last call on on the race going ahead, as you would expect, and that any athlete that got to within two kilometers of the finish would be considered a finisher. Um, So we were warned that if the Coast Guard wanted to call off the race at any point. Um, obviously, we had no recourse. If the ghost card tells you get out of the water, that's you get safety out of the water. reason, that's safety, right? Yeah. Um, but if if we were if that happened within the 2K mark from the finish, we would be regarded as finishers. So about the 20, it must have been about 25, 26 kilometers, something like that, I think, or 28, somewhere there. Um, I noticed the boat had stopped. And my support was gesturing at me to come close to the boat. So I approached the boat. Um, and at that point, he explained that the organizers had contacted him. They'd all had um, they had communication with them. Uh, and the Coast Guard wanted to, um, they wanted us out. They wanted to wrap up the race pretty quickly because the conditions were getting worse. The weather was coming in. So what they wanted us to do, the organizers have said, we had about, I think we had about 15 to 20 minutes to get to a certain point. If we got to that point within the time that they'd given us, then we had to come out of the water and onto the boat. The boat would then take us for the 1500 meters or 2K, whatever it was, to get us to the 2K, 3K mark. And then we had to jump back in the water to get to the oh my God. line. Ooh. Yeah. So at this point, bear in mind, by this point, I was tired. There were full on tantrums and tears and um, I wasn't in a place. So I then I, the strop started and I was like, this is not how I wanted to finish the race. This is not what I want to do. I don't want to. I want to finish it properly. And he was like, you don't really get a choice. The Coast Guard wants you out. Let's get you to this other marker point. So anyway, mid strop, I started swimming. Um, and we were up against the time at that point. Um, so I started swimming. I'm really tired. Any kind of increase in intensity, I ended up having to stop, use my inhaler, then carry on. And eventually I see the boat stopping again. Um, and then Grant said, okay, we're at the marker point now. You're within time. Get on the boat. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to get on, I don't want to get on the boat. This is not how I want to finish the race. <laughs> So anyway, they pulled me out of the boat because I could barely stand. And I sat in a corner on the boat and I was annoyed. Um, part of me was happy that I was out of the water because the conditions were terrible. 
And I sat in the corner of the boat and I was really cold at the time. So the boat carried us to the point that we could jump back in. And then, so it stops. And then the captain says, okay, <clears throat> you can jump back in now. And I and I look um, and I, I can see the harbour wall. And I was like, but that's still too far away. If, if you got me on the boat, why am I still so far away? I don't want to swim this much. <laughs> And I'm still, and then I'm standing on the boat and I'm looking at the water and the waves have gotten worse. And I'm like, I don't want to get back in. I'm done. And like Grant's saying, you're not done. You're done when you get to the beach. And I'm like, I don't want to get back in. <laughs> so anyway, eventually I got back in and I started to swim again. So we had another two, three K to go. Um, somehow made it into the harbor wall the conditions were still just as bad in the harbour wall because of the way the wind was blowing. And yeah, eventually stroke by stroke, I somehow got to the finish, but I remember actually, I thought of you. Um, I remember <laughs> looking, looking at the bottom or trying to look at the bottom and thinking, okay, pretty soon I'm actually going to see the bottom again. Um, and then gradually I was like, Oh my God, I can see the bottom in the sand. So then I started to think, okay, when shall I try and stand? Like, I didn't want to try and stand and then it'd be too deep and then I can't stand and then I have to swim. I was like, what do I do? And they're like, oh, sh should I do some dives just to get me closer? <laughs> Dolphin dives. <laughs> like, no. So in the end, I went back to my old, my trusty yeah. habit of swim until your fingers touch. And then literally when my fingers touch, I can just... Slowly, slowly, yeah. Relief is like, stop put your feet down, stand. Um, yeah. And that, that was pretty, um, that was pretty sort Wow. What, what an adventure. What an adventure. I think wow. this, this challenge is, you know, it, in aviation, we say never trust intelligence or trust the, we the weather guy. <laughs> the weather. Okay? The yes, weather. Never exactly. trust the weather because they, I don't know. I mean, it must be like probably in a, in a, in a different world. They, they, they get it right. Yeah. But, just joking but so. but anyway you know you were expecting something and expectation in these challenges it's, it's a lot for for your mental yeah. uh effort for your motivation you know did you ever were you feeling alone ever during the challenge were you feeling like uh, um, along with yourself uh, uh like uh, abandoned or you know no. in, your, in your mind trips um no um i did have tantrums um i wanted to quit at 7k um because it was so choppy my shoulder was hurting and i was starting to get i was i was getting upset that it's too early 5k 7k is too early to be feeling the pain um i don't i won't say i felt i won't say i felt abandoned or alone because i had the boat um and i know and I knew like Grant, I knew Grant was on the boat um, and he was stopping me bang on every 30 minutes and giving me the food and drinks that we, we asked for. The only time I actually felt and not abandoned or alone, it was actually a positive feel that I was, I was happy. I was swimming and I was, it, the, it was just genuinely, I know it sounds a bit cheesy, um, just really happy and grateful that I was able to do it was in the 90 minute window where we had good weather and the sea was flat and I found my rhythm and 
at that point I was just in my own little world and like people ask me all the time what were you thinking about and and I was like I wasn't really um when the water was choppy genuinely what I spent my time thinking was well shall I breathe on the left or am I going to swallow no let's go on the right and see if I swallow water there no let's try looking forward and then so it was just all that but when the water was good genuinely it's like my uh, it's just completely clear that I was in this trance like mode just swimming and looking down the water is just so blue couldn't really see anything it's too deep there to see anything um but I loved how the um the light from the sun the sun rays would fall into the water and how the light would play and that was generally that would that was just that was my favorite bit like even Grant said at that point he was debating whether to stop me at the 30 minutes for my feed because I just seemed to be in a rhythm. Sadly, it was only 90 minutes, but um, <laughs> um, it was better than nothing. Yeah, you, you share some pretty good pictures about this uh, light show that you were uh, witnessing. Um, let's take a few seconds break and then we come back. BR Performance Studios is not just your normal neighborhood gym. Please contact us um, for a variety of services such as sports-specific strength and conditioning, endurance coaching for sports like triathlon, cycling, running, and or swimming. You can have fitness testing for endurance, um, strength, FTP, and blood lactate. You can join in group classes for indoor cycling, boot camp, and mobility. And you can also join BR Performance Studios um, if your goal is weight loss and toning. Sounds good. And back with Melina on the Ocean Man. Now you said that you you self-coach yourself. You self-coach yes. yourself, yes. Okay. It was a self-coaching experience. Okay. Why, why did you decide to self-coach? And why didn't you I mean like you are a swim coach? But, you know, sometimes we say also coaches need to be coached. But why um, on this one? Um, I, it wasn't necessarily just this one. Um, it was more I decided after COVID to try self-coached. Um, and it was mainly because I was so up and down with what I could do and what I couldn't do. And then I would have good days and then I would have bad days it basically made it very hard for somebody else to coach me because they would give me a program and then I would wake up one day and it'd be great. I'll go and train. And then the next day I'd be like, no, I, I can't. Um, that that so was very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. For, for a coach that should have coached you, that, that, that was, I know. That... It was, it was, look, it was, it was very difficult time with coming back from COVID and I had to be really careful with what I did um so I just kind of I'd spoken to my coach at the time and I said look it's proving very difficult right now I and I knew I guess because I am a coach I, I knew I was very dangerously at the uncoachable level because <laughs> mm -hmm. I would I would be given something and then I would kind of do halfway do it and then I'd be like no I can't then I'd have a red day where I wouldn't do anything so I was aware I wasn't easy to coach because of coming back from uh, COVID. So at that point, I thought, no, I'll, I'll just get myself back to a point that I'm okay. And then I'll think about, then I'll think about 
getting a coach again. Uh, that's that's uh, I mean a big uh, uh, critical thinking or let's mm -hmm. say thinking step before starting yeah. an adventure like this and, and you say okay yeah. i'm gonna go by myself you yeah. went in from from the coaching side by yourself but you needed support this this ocean man is not an easy one you need no. to get your own support and people are going to be on the yeah. boat so what yeah. do you say to those people that are were with you that were you know, taking over on your Instagram account and they yeah. were entertaining us uh, with yeah, uh, they were. some cool he stories. Me, uh, yeah, he certainly did that. Look, I'd, I'd spoken I'd spoken to the, the two people I know that did the race, the, this particular race that did it last year. Um, and I spoke to a few friends who have done the channel swim and some difficult stuff. And everybody said, you need to pick carefully who's going to be on that boat. Um, it, like I said, it has to be somebody that is okay with being 12 hours on a boat um, out in the open water but more importantly it's it's not just a 12-hour day on a boat sunning yourself yeah. um, they have stuff to do so I had to give Grant my nutrition plan which for that I spoke to a nutritionist and it was all written out and the reality is he knew my nutrition plan better than I did because he had to work everything yeah. out most of the stuff needed to be done kind of needed to be mixed relatively fresh so he would do I would I fed sorry I fed every half an hour so every hour he would prepare the next two feet so he was quite busy on the boat um and then so there was that um and he had to there was the other aspect was ideally I needed someone that understood endurance events and he was someone we've done Ironman events together um and it Again, talking to everyone, it needs to be someone that knows me well. So I guess knows when to tell me to suck it up and keep going. Yeah, um, yeah, knows, yeah, yeah. When, knows when to pull it back and I guess give me a little bit of sympathy if I'm having a bad day. Sure, sure. Um, um, so, and I think um, it was a very, once all these factors came into play, the list became very short. Um, so I, I asked my closest friend if if it was something he could do um and the the only logistical issue to consider was that we both have kids and we it's the first week of school um so um so once we kind of worked out those logistics um and the reality is yes i was the one swimming um and i was the one that had to face the waves and all that stuff but um he had to keep an eye on me the whole time um make sure my nutrition was spot on we also had a list of things of if 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 I can't eat, um, if I'm starting to vomit, what to do, um, if I was getting seasick, which I did, um, how to manage my pain on my shoulder, all these sorts of things, let alone manage the strops and the tantrums. And like I said earlier on, at 7K was the first point where I stopped and I said, I don't think I can do this. I had 7K of fighting the waves and it was choppy. The shoulders were starting to hurt every stroke. Um, I had to adjust how I was swimming to try and alleviate some pain on the shoulder. So when I stopped at that point, um, I remember he just said, look, you've got 10 minutes before your next feed. Let's get to the 10 minutes and then we'll have a chat and that kind of stuff. Um, so somehow we got past that. Um, and then 
it all went wrong again about 20, 23 kilometers. Um, the weather got bad. I was by that point I was tired and um and I stopped again saying, I want, I want to stop. I think I'm done. I don't think I can do this. Then he'd be like, I can see the finish line, Mel. And, I, and I'd be like, I can't see it. And then I'd get annoyed with him because he was telling me I can see, he can see the finish line and I can't. Um, and there were times, I mean, you all, you all saw the cat joke with the teddy bear on the stick, the cat <laughs> on the stick. Um, I'll give him that. He timed, he timed that well. Any other time, I think I would have been his head off. Um, but there was a time shortly after that when things got I was in a pretty bad place. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I think my goggles are leaking. And I, they weren't, my, my goggles weren't leaking. Um, it was tears. Um, and genuinely, like even Grant said, he could hear me crying every time I took a breath because um, I'd had I'd had enough. Um, and people have- Was it, was it, was it physical or was mental there? It was more the mental. I think at that point, I was the, the shoulder. The shoulders were hurting, um, and it also it got to the point that I was I was going through the motion of the swim, and I couldn't put I couldn't put a lot of power in my stroke because if I put power in the stroke, the shoulder would um, I would feel the, the sharp pain. <clears throat> so I was moving my hand through the water without moving too much water. So I was slowing down. Um, the chop was getting worse, um, and like I said, I, I remember, for example, just to see how random it was, when we left in the morning, just outside the harbour wall, there were two big ships that were anchored outside the harbour wall. So in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to see the ships first. And then I know that once I see the ships, I'm going to see the harbour wall, and then I'm going to see the town, and then the finish line is there. So obviously we lost sight of shore. We couldn't see anything for a while. And then Grant says, I can see Galamada. And I was like, well, I can't. And he's like, fine, <laughs> it's getting closer. And all the while I'm looking for these ships. The ships had moved. So the ships weren't there anymore. Mm, wrong and, reference, and, huh? Yeah. And I was looking for these ships because in my head was like, if I get to the ships, if I get to the ships, I'm fine. But the ships weren't there. So at one point Grant had said, I, I, did, I did my half hour and I stopped for a feed um um and says you know grant says you know you're getting closer and i look up and i'm not and you all know me well enough to know exactly how i said the next thing which i'm not <laughs> going to repeat on the podcast but i was like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i was like i can't see it it's not getting any closer it's just far away and just started to yell you know was, was he bluffing or 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 was real no, he, well, it no, was real for him for him, it was yeah. getting closer because he's on a the meter boat. up, uh, a meter yeah. above. You can see it's, yeah. it's when you're uh, down there. I I couldn't, and then at one point I started vomiting because I had I had really bad seasickness from the start. Even though at every <clears> opportunity <throat> I would take a I would take a seasickness tablet, so I started throwing up at one point. Um, and he he was trying to get me to eat and to drink. And I remember I was, like I said, I was not in a good place. And I said, I'm done. I don't want anything more. Um, and he was like, you need to eat. And he handed me the, the food I was supposed to have at that point. And literally full on toddler mode. I was literally a toddler at that point. I grabbed it off him just about took <laughs> enough just so I can say, see, I took some. And then threw it back at him and then moved away from the boat. And I said, I'm done. I'm not having any more. Um, then there was the other time where in my head, I was expecting to stop at a feed 
and it would be time to have coke because I had a sequence of things. Um, and Grant gave me tea because <laughs> that's what was on the list to give me. But in my head, I was due to have coke. So I got upset at the fact that he didn't give me coke when I wanted to have coke. Um, so I know it sounds it sounds ridiculous, I know, but it was it was the tiredness and it was the frustration um, that turned you in a kindergarten. Uh... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the, the conditions the conditions were not what we were forecasted. It was making everything harder. The shoulder was really hurting, um, so it just got frustrated. But and people have said to me, people that have followed the Instagram, like I said, I, I gave him access to my account for that day and. He did a really good job keeping everybody up to date. Definitely, um, definitely. But people have said, you know, they didn't see these tantrums. They didn't see me having a bad day. Yeah, because he was managing, yeah. right? So exactly. The <laughs> reality, be, the reality. I mean, like, is, if he was videoing it yeah, there, it when yeah. So the reality was, he was doing what I'd asked him to do, and he was managing. He was managing me, so that's why. It wasn't it. We're not trying to hide any of the bad stuff from the race. He was genuinely trying to manage me. Um, um, yeah, and it was a hundred percent team effort. I don't think, I don't think you can do this without somebody you trust on that boat. Yeah. Um, I believe uh, the Ocean Man can provide you with support if you don't have somebody. Um, no, 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 no. But you need you need some. I mean, you, re you remember when we did the, we supported the UAE man, and yes. we had some moments yes. there, and we didn't film those moments because we were yes. so in the water. So yes. you knew you knew that you needed somebody that uh, yeah. you could trust, and you could uh, it could also you know you need to eat now. That that's what we were doing yes. with Joao. So I, I, He's feeding him. I yeah. mean, like get the choice of the right person and uh, and definitely was uh, i mean for for your success yeah. and for your challenge uh, it was yeah. the the right one eh? if you have yeah. to give a piece of advice to somebody because as we said many guys in the in the chat they were like yep yeah, i'm going to do it yeah i'm going i'm going to register now you know yeah okay yeah, you can do it but mm -hmm. what is the piece of advice that somebody wants to register for ocean man now it's a it's a near from now or on any <laughs> other any other, other ultra challenge eh? what uh, would you say yeah. i think from a i think from a training point of view um the most important thing it's not necessarily getting the volume in it's making sure you keep that consistency and you keep that training stimulus going um so like i said because of my shoulders i had to drop back on my volume but i was able to keep the stimulus going so as long as you keep that going the reality is um and if this and we're talking about now people that want to complete a challenge we're not talking about racing a challenge and winning the challenge they're two different things if you're just looking to complete a challenge um keep your training consistent stay healthy that's pretty key um for example i knew i was going in it with injuries um so i had i'd been to see my doctor i got approval from her before signing up um and i had weekly physio sessions to make sure and for the first time ever <laughs> i actually listened and i did everything i was supposed to do um but the reality is something like this is going to come down to a whole other load of factors and the mental challenge the 
um, nutrition aspect, um, those were those were pretty big. So with nutrition, I made sure I got support uh, and I spoke to a nutritionist that specialized in marathon swimming. Um, unfortunately for me, I didn't have the chance to do more open water swims, which would have helped the mental side of things of dealing with the unforeseen. Um, but it's just trying to push yourself whenever you can in training. Um, so you get used to that. You get used to that breaking point. Um, and then again, so I, um, as part of my physio, I started doing lots of ice baths, for example, um, which were, it was helping the recovery, but at the same time, sitting in that ice bath, there's a mental challenge to it. Um, and that, that also sort of helped, but I don't, genuinely don't think I um I was fully ready for the mental side of what what that was going to throw at me, and the only reason I got through it is because of who I had on the boat next to me. He was able to manage, he was able to manage me and my tantrums and you know and, and all that and all that kind of stuff. So you you know, like I said in one of my posts, for those that for those that follow me, there's no way you can do this alone. Okay, I'll put, uh, I'll put uh, the, your Instagram account, Ocean May account in the in the notes of this uh, <laughs> the description. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you said you were not ready. Now you're gonna be ready for the yeah. next one. What is what is your next challenge? What are you targeting now? Um, honestly, I haven't really thought about that. Um, I would like, I don't know, I would like to do another Ironman. It's been a while since I've done that. I haven't broken 12 hours on that yet. I would like to finally do a full Ironman and I can break 12 hours. Um, I don't know if I can face another swim like this, at least not yet. I do remember talking to the guys that did it last year and saying to them, um, oh, can you please, you know, why don't you come and do the race again and we could do it all together? And they were like, no, no, we're not doing this again. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> when I... When I messaged them after the race finished, I was like, yeah, I can understand that now. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do this again. Um, I don't I don't know. I think it's all too fresh and too early for me to make a decision. Um, right now, genuinely, I don't have anything in mind other than it's more from a professional side. Um, you know, we've got the academy with VR to try and set that up. Um the local season is about to start. I'm at a point where I really need a bit of a break and a recovery, um, sure. a recovery period. Yeah. So I will make an assessment on that maybe after Christmas. I do have, um, when I did the Ocean Man in Dubai for the 10K, I did qualify for the World Championships. Um, that race is in October in Crete. So it's in Greece again, uh, but it's in Crete this time. Um, so I will be doing that. Um, I've not been back in the water since yet. Um, I need a few more days. Um, but that's the next sort of big thing is Ocean Man World Championships, the 10K swim. That's great. And then I'll, I'll make a decision after Christmas. I mean, even if, even if it's a 10 kilometers, it's still a, <laughs> it's still, yeah, it's still it's still a pretty good swim, right? <laughs> okay. it's still, yeah, no arguments there. Yeah, so we'll see. Okay. Melina, thank you very much. Uh, you give us an insight on uh, on a world that uh, to many is, uh, is unknown. And yeah. ultra challenges, uh, ultra marathon, ultra swims, uh, yeah. they, they are uh, pretty 
Uh, <laughs> brutal uh, beasts yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah. the approach you had uh, I mean uh, it's giving an insight on, on how you uh, succeeded in this you know, how you manage how you balance how you you studied it because you self-coach so this is really yeah. uh, I mean I think our listeners are really grateful for, for what you're saying thank anyway you. I'll put oh, the links you. of your uh, Instagram account on the notes yeah. and uh, Ocean Man cool. yes hello Ocean Man uh, <laughs> we are sponsoring you and yes and yeah. uh, we will talk to you soon thank you very much Melina thanks for having me <laughs> It's your show. Mm-hmm.